Hello, it's Danny Howe back again with another episode of Tales from Southern Indiana. You know, we were just talking about uh, the murder of uh, this fellow named Moody back in 1908 uh, in uh, uh, Mitchell, Indiana, who was a, I guess, a well-known philanderer and shot by a jealous husband. And uh, a very interesting story that I was not aware of, but apparently that, that murder remained pretty well known in town so that decades later, the newspaper could just reference the Moody murder without having to explain anything about it and assume that everybody knew. Uh, the, uh, uh, the reference that I saw was actually in an article about a, a, a fire that destroyed a historic building. Now, the historic building was a saloon. And again, there's not a, there's not a huge choice of types of historic buildings in a town like Mitchell, so the saloon, I guess, would do as well as any. And the article's from a paper back in 1932 says, uh, the old saloon building uh, uh, was destroyed by fire, removing a structure to which quite a bit of history was attached. It says the building was a prominent place in the days when might made right. Back about the time of the Moody murder, here you go. Plans for which it was said were made in that building. Now, the thing about the Moody murder is, if we recall the last episode, it didn't seem like this person, Mr. Moody, would have had much of a following generally in the community. A uh, man whose primary claim to fame was that he could get any woman that he wanted in Vincennes, Indiana, uh, just wouldn't seem to be a kind of a natural, charismatic uh, uh, fellow. But the article says that after, <laughs> after the uh, murder, a group decided to destroy the building and met one night for that purpose. You know, you'd think perhaps they'd prefer to just destroy the person who shot Mr. Moody, but no, they decided to go after the saloon where apparently the murder was planned. The plans for the destruction included the use of an O&M locomotive, the engineer of which had been taken into the scheme. Okay, we're going to use a locomotive and we're going to destroy the saloon with it. Even, even that seems bizarre, but all right. The engine was to be brought to a convenient place You'd have to do that, presumably. You're not going to bring the saloon to the railroad. And ropes would be tied to the building, and the building would be pulled by the locomotive so that it would be destroyed. Now, according to reports, <laughs> all was in readiness for demolishing the building when a man began shooting into the crowd, seriously injuring one person, what a shock, and defeated the attempts to wreck the house. I wonder if this was a, a person who was a a friend or supporter of the fellow who shot Mr. Moody, I, who knows. And uh, nevertheless, the building continued to stand, it says. And later, a stranger stopped by at the place and was found dead the next morning. This does not sound like a venue that anybody would want to, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to be popularizing. But at any rate, uh, there you have it. And it says not too long after that, three persons were killed in or near the building. Just like uh, the Wild West, for goodness sake. And again, this is, this is the early 20th century. The, um, the thing about fires uh, is that, you know, there wasn't a lot to write about in the paper. So just about anything that burned down would merit at least some print space in the local paper. Outhouse burns down, a barn burns down. The biggest fire that she was, I think, written about for years was the destruction of a college. Mitchell, Indiana actually had a college. From 1880 to 1900, it was called Southern Indiana Normal College. Sin College, for short. <laughs> Just like all the articles years later kept calling the tri-campus sorority the KKKs, 
in those days, this college was called Sin College. And it taught some interesting things. Uh, one of the areas of study was crayon drawing. I didn't think that there was much to crayon drawing. Certainly, my kids never showed any any indication that you'd require a degree to do it. But perhaps in the olden days, there was a whole different aesthetic. One, one just doesn't doesn't know. Now the the building, at any rate, was it was a substantial building, and it burned to the ground. And uh, and and after it did, this, the college was never never rebuilt. Uh, it was mentioned in one of the articles that um, the origin of the fire was a matter of doubt. That some think electric light wires came into contact with birds. Birds, you know, that caused all kinds of trouble. And uh, that might have done the work, while others charge it to incendiarism. There's a word we've sort of lost in common usage, incendiarism. The town has been divided into two hostile camps for some time over the liquor question, and many personal enmities have resulted. Now, what if one was, you know, fighting, you know, teetotalers or what have you, what would cause someone to destroy Sin College? Maybe the people who were opposed to drinking got confused and thought Sin College encouraged the consumption of alcohol. At any rate, it burned down, it was not rebuilt, and uh, and thereafter, you know, there were a good many out of the fires, and even after they had uh, a presumably more effective um, fire prevention methods. I remember the house across the street from where I grew up burned to the ground, while the fire truck sat a block away watching the fire. They stopped because the building, the house, was about a block outside the city limits, and apparently they were not allowed to cross the city limits to put out fires, even just as a favor. So they didn't. They stood guard in case the winds swept the fire across the uh, city boundary and threatened the people and buildings that they actually had jurisdiction over. We as kids uh, uh, went out one one night uh, and watched the uh, Ben Franklin store on Main Street burn down. That was was a substantial structure. And the dime store, you know, took up a, a half a block, burned the ground, and never was rebuilt. So the thing about the local economy was, at, at any given point, if something was destroyed, it was gone for good. There was simply no point in thinking about going to the bother of trying again for something that probably never made a heck of a lot of money in the first place. So life in a small town, um, boring and made occasionally interesting, by fire and uh, by murder. Thanks for letting me share those tidbits with you and uh, hope everybody has a safe holiday coming up and uh, talk to you later.